This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live video cast on Twitch. What is up to everybody in Twitch? Thank you for joining us. And today, the show hosted, like every day, by myself, Reese, and... Frankie. <laughs> this guy! Almost got it. And Jason. You're not Freddie Mercury, you're Eddie Mercury right it's now. It's coming back. If you look, this is like a couple days. Dude, you gotta go pure stash. The, the stash is coming back by unpopular demand. No, popular <laughs> demand, yay! Reese is Amber Crombie, Jason's Finch. <laughs> this it is looks, Amber Crombie. It looks worse, <laughs> but better, yeah. You like the relaxed fit, you know? <laughs> the relaxed fit, relaxed fit jeans. You're more impressed. That's where, yeah, that's the the department uh, for me. Yeah, you're in the assless chaps department. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come back. He's in yes. the Zardoz department. Yes, as soon as he shaved the stash, I was like, no. Everybody, look, everybody was look, like, put it back, and I was you like, you guys so hated it for so long. <laughs> then we got used to the caterpillar grew on me. You know, then people, you met, everyone, like people at like school gym stuff, they were like, oh, you should wrote back. I yeah, like, you should. What the hell? Like, look, you look good with the stash. The stash come back. Yeah. I look older. I look like I know what I'm doing. Like, people are like, you know, like you can jump that car. <laughs> the jumper cables. I'm like, I don't even have those. <laughs> What's, What's a jumper, jumper cable? cable? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my AAA out real quick. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> so, Somebody coming to But then I'm like, I don't even have AAA, so it's a joke. <laughs> Excellent. Nailed it. Yeah. Excellent. Pretty good, right? And uh, the show brought to you as always by Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. We also manufacture the FLG mats, ITC terrain, and all kinds of cool stuff. But let's go ahead and jump into the show, guys. So uh, Las Vegas Open just around the corner, about six weeks out. And as you all heard on last week's show, we did sell out the uh, 40K Champs. There's quite a few of the main events that are sold out. Although, if you do want to play and you didn't get a ticket, make sure to jump on the waiting list because we've already, since in the last week, we've already had a couple um, people that had to drop out and asking for a refund, uh, which, you know, when you have 512 people in an event, it's inevitable that there's a certain percentage of them that won't be able to go. So make sure you sign up for the wait list, and then as tickets become available, we'll ping the wait list. You'll get the first shot at the tickets, and there's a pretty decent chance that uh, a lot of you on the wait list will probably be able to get a ticket as people drop out as we head into the event. So please sign up for the wait list. Now, if you don't want to take your chances on the wait list and you'd rather just come and play an event, we do have room in other events such as the 40K Gladiator uh, still has room, the Age of Sigmar Championships. Uh, we're about to crack 100, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, but we still have room there. Uh, Shade Spire is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, quite a few people have already signed up for that. Um, some of the other events, uh, the 30K Champs and the 30K Narrative also have uh, room and then in the chat somebody was asking if the Sunday RTT is sold out. No, it's not uh, The Sunday RTT takes place obviously on Sunday of the Las Vegas Open and the vast majority of people in the 40k champs Which is the biggest event aren't playing on Sunday only the top eight mm -hmm. go on to Sunday So uh, if you do want to play in the Sunday RTT feel confident that if you show up You'll be able to play because we'll have 256 open tables <laughs> for the most part on uh, on Sunday also, I saw some people online 
um, chatting about uh, you have to have a top 16 for 512 players. That is not accurate. Uh, over nine rounds, uh, 512 goes down to eight at round seven. So uh, we don't need to go to a top 16 until we break 512. Yep. So not something we have to worry about this year. No, it's but, just, 16 is just like a bonus for other people. So you still have something to fight for to get into the top 16 at that point. Yeah, so with Swiss <laughs> pairings, like Frankie was saying, uh, once you hit 513 and up, you need 10 rounds to have an undefeated player. So that's next year's problem or yeah. 2019's problem. Mm-hmm. We don't need to worry about it just yet. So yeah, um, even if you win all your games, be confident you will go to the finals, even if you only win by one point. Which, of course, you will. Uh, yeah. Everyone, Everyone will win all their games. Guaranteed. Everyone's a winner. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, if you win all of your games, you'll go to the finals. It's true. Boom. And that's going to be you. Yeah. And then the finals is a lot of fun, too. That's going to be, obviously, the whole thing is going to be streamed. Uh, it's single elimination. Uh, it's it's uh, a no baloney, gloves off competition. A lot of fun. Can't wait to see who makes it. If you even make it to the finals... Of the 40k championships you get you get all kinds of cool stuff recognition uh, you get your picture taken with all the top eight you get a uh, custom dice carrier with uh, casino dice in it we do require people use those dice in the finals um just in so there's no even question about somebody having weird dice whatever like we provide them and their actual casino dice that they use to play like craps uh, in vegas and they've been tumbled <laughs> and they roll as close to a statistical average as is possible uh for a die so Really cool, and uh, make sure to sign up and jump on that wait list if you do want to play because um, some of you on the wait list will make it in. Not everybody, but uh, I think quite a few of you will because people will always drop mm-hmm. or yeah. just not show up and all that stuff. So, yep. um, And if you are playing in the 48K Championships event, towards the end of the month, we will begin getting everyone uploaded into Best Coast Pairings, uh, and we will be requiring that you upload your list prior to the event. So go over to, to bestcoastpairings.com. Uh, and familiarize yourself with the app, download it onto your phone if you haven't already done so, uh, learn how to use it. If you don't have a, compat- a compatible phone, uh, familiarize yourself with the steps for uploading it via taking a picture, right? Super easy to do. Please make it easy on yourself. We don't want a big rush of people trying to upload their list at registration that will take forever, Yeah. right? Imagine 512 people <laughs> all trying to take a picture of their dang list and upload it. it not going to work out well no um, i had a socal it was pretty amazing i think there were only like in total maybe 20 players that hadn't already uploaded their list so it was really easy made the registration super quick and simple so you know what though you know one of the people who didn't upload his list our boy ryan ryan mead damn it <laughs> <laughs> and as uh and as uh, murphy's law dictates his was illegal not intentional. Yeah. Just over points by or was it a couple? No, it's true. Kidding. He literally just <laughs> added up the stuff wrong. It was all yeah. there. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, dang it!" And then, of course, by the time his did get uploaded, everyone online was checking it, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Well, shoot, that yeah. sucks." So, do yourself a favor: mm-hmm. upload your list early. Ask other people to look at it. Don't try to be a secret. Like, oh. Yeah. I, if you if you think you're onto something that no one's ever seen or done, I guarantee you someone has done it, and you're probably wrong, and it's going to be illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. guarantee you know, almost almost 100 guarantee. It happened to our friend. Yeah, he was like super Several secretive times. of his list. He's like, oh, I've got this 
cool thing no one's done before. No one had done it before because it was illegal. <laughs> yeah, like, why don't you, why don't you just, you know, like, Classic bear gotcha. with us. Why don't you run, a, run it down for us, yeah. buddy? And then he's yeah. like, all right, here you go. I'm like, yep, illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. And it, well, no, actually, the one, the, the one we missed, we just took him at his word. Yeah. And it turned out it was illegal. I was like, oh, whatever. So have your friends look at it. Like, take a list, swap it, swap it with, your, uh, with your buddy. Have them go in and add it up, every single thing in it. And um, you'll have a much higher chance of catching it before you show up at the event. Yeah, and make sure yeah. to check all the FAQs, chapter approved, all that stuff um, yeah. before the event, um, just to verify everything that you're trying to do is kosher. And at uh, round one of the event, we'll have opponents take a couple minutes to swap lists and go through it item by item. Yeah. And that will be kind of the last firewall before you begin playing. Because once you start playing, if it turns out your list is illegal, it's not going to go well. <clears throat> uh, best case scenario, we'll yank out a detachment, is usually what we do. Yep. So we'll be playing down, you know, a thousand points, which is obviously not very fun, to you know, just getting removed from the event um, based on the infraction. So mm -hmm. you do not want to screw up your list. No, definitely make sure it is legal. And like we said, have two or three people check it before the event. And then when you get to the table, make sure your opponent looks it over as well. So. Yeah, so round one, we'll have that kind of formal, like, hey, yep. open your books. Like, yeah. Really look, please, it's in your best interest. Yeah. Uh, and then on uh, another topic on that note, uh, you know, for all of you playing Age of Sigmar, it's easy. <laughs> you just use the List Builder app and <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, it's so much simpler. It also doesn't have points. So It does, but it's Ish. just, you don't really like upgrade stuff, no. you know. It's a lot simpler. Um, also, in terms of, of WYSIWYG, we get a lot of questions about this. Um, one of the ones that I, I have a feeling we're going to have to be really strict about, if you're planning on bringing some janky-ass Fire Raptor conversion, be prepared for it not to take off <laughs> and join the battle. If you're like, my Storm Raven's a Fire Raptor, we're going to say, no, it's not. Not even close. Mm -hmm. Get the damn model if you're going to use it or make a really convincing conversion. Right, that's the same standard we hold all of these things to. Um, there is some wiggle room with the rule of cool. Like, let's say, for example, you have a steampunk-themed, scratch-built army, and everything is super cool and converted, and it just so happened that you have a Storm Raven in there, and it fits the theme, and you put a lot of care and love into it. We'll probably say, yeah. <clears throat> but if you're clearly just jamming some piece of junk into your army for maximum power, it, the answer is probably going to be no. And if you're even on the fence at all, take a picture of it and send it to us in advance because you really do not want to be at the event being told you can't use one of your models. Yeah. Because it's a vendetta mm -hmm. with <laughs> a couple straws glued onto the front. As yeah. A, as a Gatling gun, we're going to be like, no, man. Yeah. Get this out of here. It's going to get roundhoused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. have yeah. Eddie Mercury is going to, or <laughs> Freddie. Fred no, you're not Freddie yet. I'm you're, Eddie. Yeah. His, his much gayer brother. <laughs> Oh, Happier. Excellent. Yeah. He'll roundhouse kick that thing roadhouse style right into the trash. With attitude. Game. I've been practicing. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. pretty good. I don't think you can even do a roundhouse kick. I can do a roundhouse kick. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can you do a roundhouse out? about as good as I can do a bicycle kick. <laughs> Which is physically impossible with your gimp feet. Oh, no. It's possible. I'll show you. <laughs> if you were on a trampoline with uh, wires. Well, oh, if, no. It's if you... possible. Just... If Physics you, says it's possible. Okay. If you don't want to find out, if I've been practicing in my apartment with, with uh, traditional Japanese Dude. music on, if you, 
<laughs> you, know, you want to find that out? Are you wearing a Bring it. His cat's like, very good. My cat's like, oh. Yep. I made a little headband in my cat, Yeah. puts hers on, baby song. She's like, yeah, and then she scratched me back. Give me food. Human pet, kapow. Yep. Oh, okay. brother. Anyways. Uh, also, we <laughs> we're going to have some terrain building days leading up to the LVO. Um, we're just waiting on the, the materials to come in. If, if you've joined us before, it's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I'm not going to candy coat it, but it's also fun. Right. Uh, everyone sits around, shoots the bowl. <clears throat> There's pizza and stuff. Pizza. We provide beverages and food. We put on music. Uh, people play games and stuff. So uh, it, it is a lot of work, but it's also an enjoyable way to spend the day. So if you're free and you'd like to join us, here at uh, FLGHQ uh, between now and Las Vegas Open. We'll let you know as soon as the first one comes around and we would really appreciate the help because um, we don't have as much to do this year, thankfully, mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of work um, yeah. reading up. And you'll get to see some new ITC terrain sets too before anybody else does. Whoop, whoop. We'll be debuting at least one new set, maybe two or even three actually. I think we're planning on three. Yeah, it might we're be hoping on three. three new full sets of terrain to match some of our new mats mm -hmm. and you'll get to see see them first so it's pretty exciting Ooh. and in other news uh the new and awesome frontline gaming australia web cart is almost open for business whoa so we've been Getting working close. on yeah it's it's it the web cart's done the shipment will be arriving friday mm -hmm. and it's going to take a couple days to process it go through customs and then get into the warehouse um, and that will be run by uh, Ranto Prime. Mm -hmm. Rantimus. That was his, Rantimus Prime, Rantimus Prime was his uh, underground London mm -hmm. DJ name. Really? I, I'm not making that up. Oh. I don't think it was London. I think it was Cambridge. Oh, uh, not no. quite as cool as London. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nick was a uh, garage uh -huh. DJ. Garage. Garage. A garage DJ. Garage. Hmm. I was like, what the hell is a, a garage? garage? Yeah. Is that, well, you park your car, mate. Oh, you mean a garage? Yeah, nah. for his buddies. Yeah, except they don't have garages. So uh, do we have an ETA-ish for that? Probably next week. It'll be next ready week, to rock and roll. Yeah. I would imagine he'll open up pre-orders probably when the shipment nice. um, hits the port. So no, no longer are we just insulting Australians. They are now going to be able to get FLG mats for regular shipping prices. Throw oh, another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Ah. Oh, mm, but... And then if you all want to know where they're located, it's in the Gold Coast. Uh, Nick is a great guy, really involved in the community. He's been to the LVO a couple times. He's hilarious. Uh, he, lo he loves his Bundy. Mm -hmm. And apparently that's where drop bears come from, according to him. Yeah. Although I've never, met, I've never met an honest Australian that would tell me what the hell the drop bear actually is. It's not real. They always tell you some bear that will eat your face, but it's just a scare tourist. Yeah, it's not real. Apparently it comes from Bundy, which is the most hideous rum I've ever had in my life. So you drink it and then you see drop bears? I think so. That's what happens? Yeah. Okay, I guess so. I guess there was an advertisement where there was like a bear that would drop down. He's like, have some Bundy, mate. Yeah. And it would drop from like a tree and like yeah. give somebody some rum. Because so like, oh, the guy was like yeah. gonna propose to his wife and he was worried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, mate. That's great. Yeah, and then we drank it and we're like, this is awful. He's like, no, I'll just drink more. It gets better. And I was like, yeah, all alcohol gets yeah. better as you drink more. He's drinking drunk. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah. taste it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at any rate, if you're an Australian customer, um, this will give you an opportunity to buy. If you're a fan of Bundy. Uh, FOG mats, not Bundy. Oh. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Nick's an enterprising guy. We should get them to sponsor us. <laughs> For like, you're listening. By Brought to you Bundy. by Drop Bears. Yeah. You like get real drunk? Well, I'll, we'll get sponsored by Bundy and then you have to wear a bear suit. And sure. It should be. Oh, wait, how about, a bear, how about a bear shirt? Ooh, how okay. about an I love bears shirt? Yes. <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. And we can have it sponsored by uh, the driver can can uh, drive Tugga, the tug ship. Tugging around the Remember that? Was yes. Fighting around the world with uh, Russell Crowe. Yes, I don't know where this is going. I don't either. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you'll be able to pick up FLG mats, ITC terrain, and gaming accessories cool. through Frontline Gaming Australia. But not Games Workshop product as shown. Uh, that's a Ford Ibsen. World product, bro. <laughs> Or, I don't know why I was laughing or at that. Purity just, seals. Yeah. <laughs> we don't sell those either. What do you want? We don't sell the country of Australia. I don't know. I'm just we could laughing though. at that image. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to sell a couple more masks yeah. to afford that. <laughs> Alrighty. So we have some upcoming 40K ITC events. There's a ton going on. Way too many to list. Wow. But uh, go Any check important out. ones? Yeah. They're all important, Jason. And there's Any one good in Hawaii. Ones. White. I like this no, is my favorite. They're having two events, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Uh -huh. My yeah. favorite is named ITC 40K 8th Edition. Yeah. A lot of them have such <laughs> like, simple. they're like December yeah. 40K ITC sure. 2000 points. Well, you know what you're getting into, so you don't show like up how we anymore. name our mats and our yeah. train. What is it? It looks like a, a, a city, winter, winter city. shaped, snow covered, cobble tone, cobbles. Hey, look, we have some stuff in uh, Hawaii. Yep. The Armchair Adventure, they, uh, they're they one of our retailers. And Games. an Age of Sigmar event. Look at that. Gamers Haven. All these, most of these guys are our retailers. So if you guys want to get FLG mats too, uh, let them know. Yeah. Pick some up there. Uh, support your local store. And then we have a couple Age of Sigmar events coming up in the next <laughs> few weeks leading up to the Las Vegas Open. And your 40K ITC current top 10, Tony Grappondo, continues to lead the pack. Mm. He has a 21-point lead now. Is that good? good? It's pretty solid. We have Andrew Gagno in second, Nick Nanavati in third, Brandon Grant in fourth, Aaron Along in fifth, Matt Root in sixth, Tyler DeVry in seventh, Sam Henley in eighth, David Johansson in ninth, and Trent Northington in tenth. And rumor on the street is in sh is that Sean Naden is sandbagging it, and that he is uh, a his ATC score is not uploaded under his account. Hmm. I think uh, no. Is he gonna wait until like the week before? You sandbagging yeah. son of a bee! Is he coming to LBO? He's waiting for. I, right I would assume so. But um, you know, he may not be aware of it. But uh, mm -hmm. that's the rumor. So if all of a sudden, like the week beforehand, he just jumps up yeah. in the rankings, well, surprise! Uh, and then we have uh, Age of Sigmar top ten current ITC rankings. We have Joe Cryer, Vlad Mika, Sam Valdez, James Thomas, Zach Lopez. Jarrett Zazueta, Alexander Gonzalez, Mike Birch, James Sutton, and David Rogers. Everyone's favorite robot. So job, if you guys. saw, um, Everybody's favorite robot. they revealed a couple Age of Sigma releases coming up. Tell today. us about it. Yeah. I guess we could talk about it now. We're talking about Age of Sigma. So they have two heroes coming out. One for the, um, uh, what is it? The, um, who are the Spectre guys for Death Rattle? Oh, the Death Rattle? Yeah. No, the... no, no, no. The, um, the... Night Haunt? Night Haunts. There's a new character coming out for that, and also it's the uh, the female Dark Oath champion. Ooh. Oh, they showed those at uh, the Nova uh, forty, the GW seminar at Nova yeah. reveal. Yeah. So some love coming to Age of Sigmar. I know it's been a bit dry for for a while. It's been a while. Can you blame Games Workshop? Well, there's been though? a tidal wave of 40k. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, I mean, they they got to get it in line, right? I mean, we're still halfway through the codexes, right, for Eighth Edition. Um, 
but it's nice to see a little bit of new stuff coming out. And a lot of the comment section, I was looking, I always look at the comment sections whenever they put anything up to see what people are, are they complaining, are they happy, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're always complaining. Usually people are complaining, right? They're like, but anyways, but um, the cool thing is a lot of people see those and they're, and they're commenting like, well, oh, this is going to get me started into like starting a Dark Oath army or starting into a Nighthaunt army. Um, that character looks so cool. So it's good to see that people are still passionate about the game. Of course. You know, it's, it's hard... It's hardest to stay into the Age of Sigmar thing with the 40k going so hot right now because the games are very similar, you know. Yeah, and it's, um, so it is nice to see new releases coming out. I'm, I'm very happy for that. I mean, I still love the game. I just haven't had a chance to play it because I can barely keep up with 40k, and it's, like, it's our job yes. to keep up with what's current. So uh, my free people have been kind of just not getting a lot of love lately, mm -hmm. and that's just because I mean, last week we were playing. Blood Angels to this week we're playing Dark Angels. The week before that it was Tyranids. Yep. You know, I just like it's impossible to keep up right now with two game systems. It's almost impossible to keep up with 40k. Mm -hmm. Doing it the way that we do it for the consumer, it's not because most of you out there have between one and three. Right. Armies. You focus on the one that yeah. you, you care about. Yeah. You know, and we have to focus on every one, which is not a problem. It's just uh, it makes time an issue. But yeah, I mean, there, there, there's still a passionate uh, group of players, I and mean, we're gonna have 100 people at the Mm -hmm. LVO Adepticon's got like 150 or something like that. For, I think they sold out, yeah. Yeah, and congratulations to them. So there's still tons of people out there. And there's a very active um, community that's getting organized, and mm -hmm. um, we haven't been able to contribute to that as much as we would like for because yeah. of time. Yeah. And our playtesting duties with 8th edition 40K are demanding, and there's only so many hours in the day. I like to sleep sometimes and mm -hmm. drink a beer. Or 10. Or 10. Preferably somewhere in between those two numbers. Yeah. Whatever, whatever floats your fancy. <laughs> so Tactics Corner, we'll jump into the topic of discussion. But first of all, if you want to catch up on some Blood Angels action, we did post up a video battle report. Frankie's Sisters of Battle versus Blood Angels. <clears throat> we had a guest come out from Arizona. We're really thankful um, that they made the long trip, had fun. Two beautiful armies, great looking table. So make sure to check that out if you want to see Blood Angels in action on our YouTube channel. It's also in the show notes. <laughs> and um, good game. Yeah. You know, um, and also it was a close game. It was. You got hit pretty hard on the first turn. Mm -hmm. You got hit pretty damn hard. Um, also, it's been funny to see too. People jump to conclusions so quickly, and uh, you know, people are like, "Oh, but they're losing every game." And it's like, you guys, it's brand new. People are just learning. Like they don't even know all their stratagems yet. They don't know all their. Mm -hmm. Psychic powers yet, like, right. give it a couple weeks. People were, I was getting like teary eyed Eldar players writing in telling me that their codex sucked right when it released. And they're like, in every video about report, they've lost. And I'm like, so what? Mm -hmm. What is that? Three, maybe, that you've seen? So the only three games that people ever played Eldar. Yeah. And it was the first time yeah. for each one of them. And like, now they're considered to be one of the best. A lot of people are arguing they are the best right. competitive codex in the game. So just hang tight, like wait a couple weeks and then start crying. <laughs> now, do you feel Blood Angels are a good standalone codex and that you can make a 2000 point list work strictly with Blood Angels? Or do you think it's going to be something like the, the Grey Knights where you take them for a specific task? It might even be the primary amount of points that you take, but then you do need elements from other Imperial factions to make up for some of the weaknesses. I think Blood Angels can definitely stand alone. I think most Space Marine Codexes will be able to because they have uh, certain units that every army needs, like scouts, mm -hmm. uh, cheap troops, right. uh, heavy-hitting elite units, great characters. Um, 
uh, Devastators are great. Um, like, I think any Space Marine Codex that's going to come out is going to be fine uh, standalone. Grey Knights are, of course, the exception just because of how expensive certain units are and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't have those infiltrators and uh, cheaper troops. So Yeah, Grey Knights, like, if you took away some of the things in the meta that are prevalent right now, Grey Knights could totally stand on their own. Mm -hmm. But they don't have any chaff. And you, you either need chaff or you need a way to create space, right? Space Marines don't have chaff either, mm -hmm. but they have scouts. And scouts are absolutely good enough to do it. And so I'm always going to say I think factions can stand on their own, Grey Knights being the, the like rare exception. Um, but I, I prefer to play that way, and I like the challenge mm -hmm. of playing mono-faction armies. But even my Space Marine army, I conceded a little bit and put a Kalexis Assassin in there because Space Marines are really susceptible to smite, uh, smite spam specifically. They're, they're really weak against it, mm -hmm. and um, the Kalexis gives me a way to stop that. So even I like went, you know, just a little bit extra in there. Um, but Blood Angels, uh, the thing with Blood Angels is that you can play them mono faction. I think what you'll see in a really, really hardcore competitive list is that you'll take a couple, like a big unit of Sanguinary Guard <coughs> or a big unit of Death Company uh, and some of their characters or, the, you know, Captain Face Smasher because mm -hmm. the Blood Angels version of it hits the hardest of all of them. Um, and you'll take you'll, you'll cherry pick some of that stuff, but that's what a lot of the competitive guys do anyway. Um, the thing with Blood Angels is that they deliver a devastating blow, but they can't really take one. Mm -hmm. So what I have found is that if you're going to play Blood Angels as a mono faction army, you can I, I believe you can compete at the top level, but you have to be you have to really be smart in deciding where you engage because once you go, you have to deliver a killing blow. Mm -hmm. You have to. Because the, the, if you don't, the counterattack is going to take your teeth out of your army. So in my experience, um, if you can do that, if you can time it right, clear your opponent's defense, and then send in one of your heavy-hitting units, you'll gut them. You'll, you'll win the game fast, right? right? Like, it'll be over quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you'll lose the game fast because you won't have any hitting power left. Yeah, I think... Uh... The Blood Angels have like one of the best delivery stratagems in the game. Yeah, the Sin of Angels the is ridiculous. 3d6 charge. So what's really good about them is you can spend the points on these expected on these expensive units, and you're like almost well, you're not guaranteed, but you have really high odds of actually getting into combat and yeah. attacking whatever you want to attack. Um, I think personally, I think Death Company are a little bit better than Sanguinary Guard um, due to their shots. They can all take bolters. Um, so then they have multi-purpose, so you can actually shoot at chaff and then charge something else. Yeah, and um, then you attack twice. Yeah. And uh, with Lamardes and Descent of Angels, you're almost guaranteed. You have a 3d6 reroll charge. Mm -hmm. yeah. He gives you rerolls to hit. Um, the Sanguinary Guard, though, get like all kinds of rerolls too, mm -hmm. because if they're near your Warlord, they get full full rerolls. Um, I yeah. think you could, either direction is is yeah. is totally workable. Uh, the, the Death Company are better for killing light infantry. You can definitely make them kill any damn thing in the game, though. Mm -hmm. If you put a couple, throw some thunder hammers in there, you're going to kill what you hit. But I think Sanguinary Guard, they basically all have four swords, yep. like better versions of four swords. Um, they're good for killing high-value targets. Yeah, um, and they're a little more resilient. They have a two-up armor save. And two wounds. Get them a feel mm -hmm. no pain. Yeah, um, right. Both options are really good, but those are the two primary units that I think you'll see. And then their characters are exceptional. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the 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 Blood Angels captain with a Thunderhammer is like, de- it's like uh, it's absurd. He'll kill right. a Shadow Sword by himself. And you make him a Death Company, right? Yeah, and yeah, you do yeah. all you, you go do all the, the full Monty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can give the Forlorn Fury make mm-hmm. him move before the game starts. Mm-hmm. And since he's a character, it's really easy to hide him, and you usually can't shoot him. And then um, he jumps out and just obliterates something. Like you can get him up to like ten attacks. Mm-hmm. It's silly. They're really strong. So yeah, just give it give it a chance, right? With the blood, if you're a Blood Angels player, do not jump to conclusions, mm-hmm. like because you're trans you're transitioning from the index to the codex. In the, from the index to codex, you might feel like some things changed in the negative, but the 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 big picture is that you got a tremendously good, and characterful and fun army to play. Yeah, um, I yeah. think they're great. And I think some of their vehicles are great. The Bull Predator is excellent. Um, you've got your. Uh, their vehicles are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Storm Ravens. The uh, Furiosa yeah. Dreadnought, which are always like good, that good are choice. Awesome yeah, the, the well. Dreads. I like the, if the Dreads just had a a way to reliably get into combat. The Librarian Dreadnought, dude. The Librarian Dreadnought's excellent, right? Because he's a, he's so a character, good. and then he can yeah. he can cast Wings of um, Sanguinius on him. Self, yep. so the Librarian Dread's a beast, and then the, yep. their, their psychic powers are are excellent. Oh yeah, excellent powers. Yeah. Really, really good. But um, on to the other angels. Instead of bloody, they're dark. Mm-hmm. Shazam! Bam! So dark angels. Uh, we just filmed a video about Rep, uh, playing Frankie's Nurgle demon army, and I was playing kind of a mixed uh, Deathwing, Ravenwing, and Dark Angels. Not really an optimized list, I would say, but it really shows you a lot of what they can do. I tried to show as many stratagems as I could, as I tend to do when we do battle reports showing something new. Um, and we wanted to talk a little bit about the dark angels. If you want to pop over to the chat, so we can. Uh, see some of the questions that people have as we go. Mm-hmm. But Dark Angels is a codex that I get it. A lot of people right out the gates mm-hmm. are saying that they feel underwhelmed or that they feel that it's not as powerful as uh, Blood Angels. And I, I get, I understand why. Like Blood Angels are flashy, man. They're like, they're the golden boy, mega super warriors. Their strategy basically jumps off the page and hits you in the face. It's like, Drop down, charge, and smash somebody in combat. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just right there, right? Like, everything is about boof, boosting you in combat. It's really clear how Blood Angels are meant to be played, and they do it really well, right? So it's like, immediately you see the power of the Codex. Dark Angels are a little bit more subtle. Um, they It doesn't just, like, scream off the page at you besides... In chat, they're already talking about 10 Hellblasters or 10 Black Knights using yeah. the, the plus one damage strategy. That one's pretty damn obvious. That one's not too bad. Yeah, that, that doesn't take a tactical genius to see that one. Um, and then to let you guys know in the video battle report, I used 10 Black Knights. Um, and they were extremely effective. We don't want to spoil it for you. But um, Frankie felt the fury of Relics of the Dark Age, I think this is the stratagem. It's called... And uh, this is kind of their go-to, weapons from the Dark Age. That's kind of their go-to stratagem, and it gives a unit plus one damage on their plasma weapons. So obviously some good ones are Hellblasters are great. Uh, Hellblasters are really good. They can walk up with Asriel. He gives them a four plus plus, and then they're double tapping with damage three plasma guns. <laughs> with strength, I think nine. When there's a higher strength. Uh, for who? I think so, yeah. I think it's only strength eight. The Hellblasters. Strength eight. Yeah. No, I think Hellblasters. I like the idea of putting Hellblasters. Yeah, strength nine. In the back. Oh, oh only for the heavy version. The heavy yeah, version. One shot. 
But still, you put them in the back. Oh, they oh yeah, it's AP4. That's what it is. They don't need any babysitting um, by a character. They you could put a lieutenant, ones. like a, a Primaris lieutenant behind him or, or something to let them reroll ones to wound. But then you park like a Dark Shroud back there and they're minus one to hit. It's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the and, and you're right. Like, yeah. it, you have to like play it. Once you play them a couple times and you start using the stratagems, they're really freaking good. Like one of the best ones they have, in my opinion, is the ability to leave combat and still uh, shoot. Um, like, for example, Black Knights, you go up, blast somebody, they charge you. Black Knights are really good in combat. You pull back and then you blast them again. Yeah. And then you use the uh, the plus one damage strategy again. They just vaporize stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other fun, really cool tricks. Black Knights will soon be a number one target. Just like certain units. They always, yeah. they always I'm starting to figure out as I play yeah. more of this game. So Black Knights are really good. Like one of the reasons that I love um, um, Asriel is because he gives the four plus invul save uh, to bikes too. Mm-hmm. So uh, what what I do a lot of times is I'll start the Black Knights next to Asriel because they only get a four plus plus when they advance um, to shooting. So and then you have a you have a dark shroud typically also right. So you try mm-hmm. to hide them. Asriel gives them a buff and then they're minus one to hit from the dark shroud. Um, so they're good, and then on the turn that you attack, you use the stratagem Speed of the Raven. It lets you move, advance, shoot, and charge. So they go 20 inches, shoot normally, and charge. So you can strike at somebody from, from your deployment zone into their deployment zone and deliver a killing blow, just bam. Um, really good. And one of the other cool things about Weapons of the Dark Age is that all the, there's a lot of armies out there that are minus one to hit these days. So it lets you go up to two damage without overcharging and, and increasing the odds of you dying. But, and you could still do two damage per shot, which is it's really useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're fighting like a Laytalk, uh, Eldar, Raven Guard, or what, you know, Tyranids, whatever the hell um, may be the case. But the other thing, too, is that with their speed, you can usually get closer than 12 inches and yeah. not have to worry about it. Um, the, um, the Raven Wings specifically, if you want to play them, like. In a perfect world, they'd be amazing. Playing the Ravenwing on their own would be really challenging. They have some really powerful buffs that they can do, but that you need screens, so you'd have to take some scouts. Yeah, yeah. and they're—I mean—they are pricey for like you, you are paying a lot for bikes, of course, yeah. just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they two wounds, T five, three up armor. Um, it's not that hard to go through. So it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, if like, because I know there's people out there that are diehard and they want to play Ravenwing. Yeah. So, like, my we suggestion, make it work for sure. If you want to go Deathwing or Ravenwing, if you want to go pure Deathwing or Ravenwing, you're not you're playing for fun. Mm-hmm. I just just gonna it's be gonna honest. Be I I'm sure maybe like an extremely skilled player that was getting lucky could win a, a, a GT. I just think it'd be extraordinarily challenging. Um, I think that what you do is you make some concessions and you take some scouts, mm-hmm. some ground pounders to fill, to create space and fill things out. Yeah. Um, you just, you need some, right? Like, I, I would love to see someone prove me wrong on that. But um, with, with uh, Ravenwing, you have like Samuel, who's extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he moves uh, 14 inches with his jet bike. He advances 2d6 and then his warlord trait is um, you can reroll your advance and charge rolls for him and um, people within six. So you can use the speed of the Raven stratagem on him. He can go 14 plus 2d6 and then charge with a reroll. Yeah, so he's a monster in combat. He's actually really good. Yeah. Um, and then one of the new units in here who's really cool is the Raven, uh, the Ravenwing Talon Master. It's a character land speeder with a twin-linked heavy bolter and a twin-linked assault cannon, a power sword, and um, he gives reroll ones to wound. Yeah. 
So he's like a lieutenant character land speeder that can't be targeted. And you can have him and uh, Samuel, who gives you rerolls to hit. He can also be in a land speeder with the same weapons. They fly around behind the bikes with a, a dark shroud, maybe a, a Nephilim jet fighter and a... Um, uh, uh, the plasma. The, the other the two flyers. No. Oh. And then they both, everyone gets rerolls to hit, rerolls once to wound. Mm-hmm. They're all minus one to hit. They're all really mobile. It's really good, but you're not going to win games with just that, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you wanted to take that as a Ravenwing portion of your army, it'll hit extremely hard. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oxygen uh, is asking, do Dark Angels rules question, do assault weapons hit on minus one while using speed of the Raven? No, uh, because they're not, you're, you're shooting, you just shoot normally. Uh, it's not a minus one to hit for, uh, to my knowledge, right? What, is it, what does it say for it? Just says you can advance and shoot. So it counts for any of your weapons. Yeah. Like, let's say you're a, a attack bike with heavy, with multi-meltos. Yeah. Yeah, or um, whatever. I mean, a land speeder, whatever the heck it is. Uh, now, if GW may FAQ it differently, but to my knowledge, as I understand it, uh, working... It's just like the White Scars uh, stratagem. You you act as if you had not advanced. It's You just behave normally. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. You're like, my heavy weapons move and advance. I can't shoot them. But the stratagem says I can shoot them. Yeah, so it's... It, it may be somewhat confusing, but um, um, I, I would play with confidence that way. Yeah. That, that is the, the intent, but, you know... Uh, and then Deathwing, there's also some really cool stuff with Deathwing. Uh, one of the stratagems, you can upgrade a character to be Deathwing, kind of like you can do uh, Death Company. Unfortunately, it's not as beneficial as uh, going to be Death Company, but um, there are some cool stuff, like there's a Deathwing banner that gives you plus one attack mm-hmm. for Deathwing models, and so then you'd be able to benefit from that. Um, uh, Deathwing Knights themselves are a little lackluster, but if you buff them with characters... They grow up to really powerful really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give them plus two attacks with uh, Asmodai and um, a Deathwing uh, Banner Bear, Deathwing Ancient. And you can give them four rerolls to hit, um, reroll ones to wound, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. You can turn the Deathwing Knights into a real hammer unit if you want to. Yeah. Um, onto the chapter, they can attack twice. They'll kill damn near anything. They do three damage per hit, and they don't have minus one to hit. And the damage spills over. Only on the sergeant. On the sergeant. Oh, it's, is that his? Because yeah. his yeah. flail. Because mm-hmm. he has a flail. Yeah. But it, it makes, still pretty good. It, oh no, it's really yeah. good. Because if you go like if you go with the the sergeant into a, a unit of chaff, mm-hmm. and he goes up to five attacks if he's super buffed, mm-hmm. he's probably going to kill ten guys himself. Nice. Yeah, but just by himself. Poor right. pal. Um, and if you need to, you can always pop honor the chapter and attack again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. And again, if you play all Deathwing, I mean, if you're like a mega skilled player and you've got luck on your side, you might be able to win. But I think you're going to need to mix in some regular... Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about Deathwing is they deep strike and stuff like that, so they give you options. And then you have the stratagem where you get to shoot twice uh, when you deep strike in. Uh, You shoot in the movement phase, and then you shoot again in the shooting phase. The cool thing about the one when you shoot in the the movement phase is it's before anybody can intercept you. Hmm. So if someone's got Auspex scan or uh, the the Eldar one that lets you shoot, you can shoot them before they shoot you. So that's actually really strong. Um... The uh, uh, some of the other cool stuff for Deathwing, all the all the uh, Deathwing champions, all the champions that they have are actually ridiculously strong. Yeah, like their yeah, company, their company champion instead of having a power sword like the everybody else's, 
His sword is plus three strength, AP three, D three damage. It's like better than like Asriel's sword almost. Yeah, it's like the relic sword for sisters almost. Yeah. So you have a lot of these little characters for Dark Angels that are really potent. They're more powerful than for Space Marines. Yeah. And what we found is that the characters complement each other really well. Like Asriel gives everybody a four plus plus when they normally wouldn't. Uh, like librarians and the company champion and stuff. And um, Asriel, or, uh, Asmodai gives them plus one attack. And you, the, the Dark Angels characters are extremely effective. Um, you're going to be taking at least four, I find, in every list. Yeah. They're just too good not to. Plus, you have a, uh, you basically have a relic banner without using up a relic, and um, it's the uh, the chapter banner bear. And when uh, when your guys die on a four plus, they get to attack again, but it blitz the skill weapon skill two. Yeah. Uh, two plus instead of your remember. <clears throat> so it's 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 very powerful. Um, really helps to uh, maximize the effect of when your guys uh, drop down and you need them to take another action. Um, God, ask us some question, guys. I'm just kind of rattling on here. Mm-hmm. There's just too much to talk about in like right. 10 minutes. Um, how would you handle the shoot first rule when dealing with death marks? Uh, so it's the way the precedent that has been established is that whoever's turn it is decides the order of operation when two things happen simultaneously. So the Dark Angels player would obviously choose for himself to shoot first in that instance. Yep. Um. What do you guys play against them? What are some of your feedback? Uh, I mean, they're super good. The Deathwing Knights hit extremely hard with their three damage. Um, the Black Knights, there's a lot of stratagems that make them a really scary unit. Like, uh, they move 20 inches. They can still shoot. They can still charge. Uh, they hit you hard in combat. Uh, all the characters buff them. They get plus one attack. Four up invo saves. Rerolling to hit. Um, I think overall they're a really strong codex with a great or with great elite units. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very similar to Blood Angels in that their elite units are excellent, and um, I think they're resilient enough to be able to stick up there with the other codexes that are doing really well, like Chaos. Yeah, I mean, I think they have all of the the tools that you need. Their psychic mm-hmm. powers are really really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really uh, excellent debuffing psychic powers, and they have one like phenomenal buffing power. Um, uh, the one I think a lot of people are talking about is uh, uh, Righteous Repugnance and you cast it on a Dark Angels unit they get rerolls to hit and wound in melee obviously pretty good not bad um, and then Mind Wipe and Aversion are, are my favorite Aversion is minus one to hit on an enemy unit and Mind Wipe is uh, you target an, an enemy model and uh, you do a leadership roll off if you beat them they're permanently for the rest of the game minus one weapon skill ballistic skill and leadership uh, it's savage Right, you cast it on like a Bane Blade or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's BS um, five plus, and right. then you cast a version on it, and now it's hitting on sixes. Yeah, like you just took it out of the game without even having to attack it. And then the thing is, if you cast Mind Wipe on it again the next turn, the leadership's lower. It's easier to get off. Now they're going to BS six plus. Mm-hmm. Now you cast a version on it, and it can't even shoot. It's ridiculous. And one of the fun combos that we found is uh, you take a um, uh, interrogator chaplain with a jump pack. They have a minus one leadership aura. Mm-hmm. And then you use one of the Dark Angels' really excellent relics, the uh, Eye of the Unseen, and it's another minus one. So you go jump him up next to Magnus mm-hmm. or whatever. Magnus gets minus two to his leadership. Mm-hmm. You hit Mind Wipe on him. And if you get it off, it's not a guarantee. It's, it's a difficult to get off. But yeah. if you do, uh, Magnus just dropped down per- for the rest of the game and his, some of his core stats. Right, yeah. 
really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reavers have a minus one leadership uh, debuff as well. So you could get someone to minus three. Most mm-hmm. vehicles are leadership eight. So like a Shadow Sword goes into leadership five. It's like almost guaranteed to fail, right? Like yeah. you're, you're almost certain to lower their stats for the rest of the freaking game. Yeah. It's brutal. Uh, CW Dub keeps asking, why did GW release a second Chaos Space Marines Codex? I mean, they've only released one Chaos oh, Space Marines Codex. Yeah, he's, he keeps making the same joke. No, no joke. I know. Yeah. Um, it's not what, funny, CW Dub. That's why we're not. Requisite, Lionel Johnson is not in the book. <laughs> he's mentioned in the book. He's mentioned that he's alive, he's alive in stasis on the rock. Uh, but he's not. He's, there's no model for him. I know people were kind of hoping for that, but that it's not in the cards. Um, but they do, they do talk about him. So he'll be back. I mean, we don't know that for sure, but he'll is there a picture back. of him? No, there's no picture of him. Oh, there he is, right there. They've actually never shown a picture. <laughs> of him. Yeah, no, actually, I don't think I've seen any. Art. I've never seen any artwork. He's supposed for him. to be have long blonde hair. Yeah, it's like Fabio. <laughs> That's I've always pictured, like with no shirt on, just. So basically, up. the guy they made, the model they made for Lehman Russ is actually supposed to be the lion. I don't know. They they mixed up the heads. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Well, no. In the Horus Heresy series, Lehman Russ is actually clean shaven. No. And no. he pretends Big, to be a barbarian. bushy red beard, no. red no. hair. That's yep. Magnus. No. Yes. No, Magnus is a demon. Okay. Rip crew. <laughs> uh, my famous, my favorite combo in the book is as we described, uh, using the really powerful psychic powers to uh, debuff key enemy units, and basically taking them out of the game without having to dedicate too many resources to attacking them. Uh, it's extremely, it's extremely good. They have really good relics too, like the Mesa Redemption, plus three strength, AP three, D three damage, yeah. reroll failed wound rolls against uh, Heretic Astartes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Shroud of Heroes is minus one to hit for the bearer, yeah. so you can put um, that on him. Plus, you can have like a Dark Shroud nearby for minus two. Cast a Virgin on your opponent. You're effectively minus three to be hit. So then your basic Captain or Master can go attack. You know. Mortarian, and then you're like, "Oh, dude, check me out!" <laughs> you're you should be in a situation where they're hitting you on like fives or sixes, or something like that, and they can't get Death of the False Emperor with exploding sixes because they're rolling sevens and stuff, or, or fives. Excuse me, it's a minus one. Um, the Dark Angels are really good at at, at debuffing and and um, can kind of controlling the flow of things. You have multiple ways to stop people from attacking until the end of the combat phase. Um, so they, they, that, that, I guess that's kind of like the, the key points is that the Dark Angels, their strength is subtle. Um, you have to play a couple times to really see it in action to see why they're strong. Uh, it's not something that's going to just, you can't just throw an army together, put it on the table and do well. You're really going to have to think it through um, with these guys. But if you do it correctly, uh, you can take the strength away from your opponent and get your guys ramped up and really do a lot of damage. Uh, Geekmaster K, since the Lion isn't in the book, is there anything you're aware of? There's a coming, lot of things we can't talk coming about. Coming that you're not know. permitted to talk about. <laughs> There's plenty what? of things. Can you we talk can't about talk anything about. that you're not permitted to talk about without yeah. stepping on anyone's Is there anything toes? that you know that you can't say that you're willing to say? Without no. getting in trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> somebody somebody uh, asked a question earlier. Um, like I, know I heard that social. Dark Angels are going to have trouble with Smite. How to deal with that? Well, like everyone else, you get mad at your opponent that there's smite fandom. Yeah, you punch yeah. him in the face. No, I'm just kidding. They have psychers. They have brands. Yeah, they, they do. They, I it. mean, they can try to block it like everyone else. You can ally in a Kalexis assassin. Yeah. Um, you deal with smite like everyone else deals with it. It's a weird, not great mechanic, but you know what? It is what it is. I would just hang tight. Just deal with it. I'm sure, GW is aware yeah. of the problem with smite. 
You, yeah. black, you blacklist your opponent. Space Marines have to have a plan. Put them on the, the Smite website. Space Marines have to have a plan to deal with Smite. If you don't and you're trying to win a tournament, you're not going to. Yeah. Uh, they're just too susceptible to it. Um, Ravenwing get Jink. It's if a unit advances, you get a 4 plus invulnerable save against shooting attacks until the start of your next movement phase. And remember, that counts for your Flyers, for your Ravenwing, um, the Speeders. Like They all get that. Inner Circle makes you um, automatically pass morale tests. A lot of a lot of the characters and uh, units get that. Mm -hmm. uh, like Deathwing, Tins, am I saying that incorrectly? I thought Deathwing did. Yeah, Deathwing are fearless. Yeah. Um, oh, and don't forget the other thing that the Inner Circle does, Reese. Yeah, you get rerolls against the Fallen. Fallen. Someone like, like brings their fall? army to a tournament, they're like, it's all the Fallen. I spent a year putting this together, and someone's <laughs> like, here's my Deathwing, blah. I'm like, no. I like, see uh, it happening. Yeah. The, um, the, the Fallen are actually, like, the unit itself is really good. They just don't have, like, barely any support. It's just Cypher. Yeah. It's like, let's go, boys. <laughs> Uh, but their unit is exceptional. They're like they're underpriced on purpose because they don't have any support. So if you wanted to make a fallen army, that'd be pretty cool. Yep. Until you play Deathwing. <laughs> All right, Deathwing versus Grey Knight Terminator. Oh, go about even. About even. Yeah, yeah. it's about one Grey Knight Terminator. Mm -hmm. Deathwing Death equals one Grey Knight Terminator. They are they are expensive. Yeah. Uh, they are, and that's why if you try and play a Deathwing army, you're playing on hard mode. Um, my, if you want to play Deathwing competitively, my advice is to take like one unit, go max with it, and support it with some characters that buff it up. Like Belial gives you four rerolls. The band, the Ancient gives you an extra attack. Um, uh, you could take the Apothecary to bring guys back to life. And then let go all shooting, for example. Drop down, do the double shoot stratagem. Charge in, and um, you could take the Warlord trait that gives you reroll charges. So you could drop down, double shoot, reroll your charge. Hopefully you make it off of the um, the drop. Although it's still uh, uh, rolling a nine plus with a reroll is still very difficult. It's not likely. Um, and then go in, use honor the chapter, attack twice, fully buffed up. Um, you can make it work. It's just if you just just put terminators on the table, you're, you're it's not going to work out usually in a competitive setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true of all terminators. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Like, go up another wound was my idea. Like, for hey, terminators? Yeah, because then, like, plasma guns and stuff. They're much better than they used to be. Oh, they're, play they're, they're playable, better. totally. Yeah. Yeah. They, just, they need, like, the, the way terminators work in a competitive setting right now is, like, the terminator bomb for chaos, mm -hmm. where, like, you just pump them full of buffs, mm -hmm. and then they just go ham. They, I mean, just lower their points cost. They need to be, across the board, just lower their points cost. Five points. You can, you can they're, not wor they're not worth what what the points cost is. They just aren't because they're so easily killed. It's just... Well, I mean, it depends too. Like, it depends on the terrain, depends on who you're playing against, mm -hmm. all that stuff because there are armies that don't really have answers for a lot of Terminators. So... Rip Crew said he played with 25 Fallen and Cypher with Raven Guard Razorbacks and it was pretty, mm -hmm. pretty potent with, with Raven, Raven Guard Razorbacks. That sounds really... That's a, that's a unique that's unit. That's an That sounds like unit. a James Carmona list right there. James Carmona special. No one's done it before. Yeah. Uh, that sounds really interesting. The Fallen are just in the Index and not in the Codex. I think they are in the Codex, too, uh, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, I think it's weird. People are focusing on all Deathwing armies. I know that was yeah. a thing years ago. But what other homogenous army do people talk about? Um, well, I mean, there's lots of mono-faction armies that are good. But Deathwing, like a Terminator armor army in the 
current meta of hordes is just you're playing at a mathematical disadvantage. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard to win because you got like a power fist, but who who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like, take that, cultist. Yeah, because someone's like, here's my you know four units of you know twenty brimstone horrors. Here you go. You're like, uh, yeah. You know. I mean, I think you're better off going with um, Deathwing Knights. Uh, Cataphracty Terminators are really good. They have a 4++ plus plus and they can take a Lightning Claw right. and a Storm Bolter. Right. Now you're talking. Remember, everything should have a, a purpose, too. Like, if you're going to take yeah. a unit of Deathwing, kit it out for a specific purpose, for a specific stratagem that you are going to do, and then there's a reason to have that unit. Don't just bring Deathwing, unless you want to. Of course, some people just want to play Deathwing. Yeah. It's fine. You go to a tournament, you play with your Deathwing, and you're going to get your teeth kicked in most likely, but you're going to have fun. And people are going to think your armor looks cool. You know? Yeah, and then you know, play to have a good time. But have a purpose. Like if you're going to yeah. bring Deathwing Knights, have your support for those Deathwing Knights, have your strategy ready, have, know what you're going to do. And that's something I, I'm slowly learning as I'm, as I'm learning the game too, because I'm, I'm very much of a novice in this game. And everything has a purpose in your armor. You're not just bringing it to bring it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? That was deep. That was pretty deep. That could be a life lesson too. Yeah, what, I, what I've found works best for Dark Angels is to take kind of a, like your core Space Marine stuff, Scouts, mm -hmm. really good you know, force multiplication characters. Every army starts with that. You, I mean, you're, Scouts. Yep. if you're playing competitively with Space Marines and you're, you're playing just a mono Space Marine, if you're not taking Scout screens, you're going to not do as well. Yes. Unless you have some other kind of like, I don't know, tricky thing. Like you're taking five Storm Ravens or like four, three Fire Raptors with in. Mm -hmm. You know, or you're, and you've got some sort of like weird shtick. Like if you're trying to play like a tactically well-rounded army, you, you just you just have to do it. Yep. Like Space Wolves, I think, can get... Well, Space Wolves scouts don't infiltrate humorously. They outflank. But they have the cheap uh, Finrisian Wolves that they can use that, to do the same thing. Um, unfortunately, though, they, you, you really want to go out of your deployment zone. Um, you need a way to create space. You, you just have to. Yeah. Uh, or you're not going to do so well. And also, I think one thing that we didn't talk about at all is that um, do, and I'm not sure if this is right or not, do the vehicles get the reroll ones to hit? No. Nope. Because they don't move? It's just yeah, the infantry? Yeah, yeah Space Marine vehicles don't get chapter tactics. <sighs> that would have been really good. That would have given them a, a unique opportunity, I think. Well, they for, do. For these these guys to buy kits for the vehicles, you know? Well, I think all Space Marine vehicles should get chapter tactics. Well, most, but that's a totally yeah. different topic. Um, they do have the dark. Uh, the um, dark shroud, mm -hmm. so their vehicles can get minus one to hit, right. um, and that's actually gives them a significant advantage over other space marine vehicles. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to do a, um, a mechanized space marine army, dark angels are a good choice. You know, and Azrael is an affordable, uh, amazingly good chapter master. He's a full reroll aura. Mm -hmm. um, he could give the vehicles all rerolls to hit. Mm -hmm. Take a lieutenant for rerolls to wound. And then you have a dark shroud, and you could have a really good like you could do like the the predator kill shot army better with them, I think, than with most. Yeah. Armies. Right. Yeah, because he's giving him the invul save, right? No, it's only infantry oh, bikes. Darn it. So some Carlson, actually, most of my space marine armies are three units of scouts. Yeah. They're not all six units of scouts. They're only the Blood Angels army that I play. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, I only take three units of scouts. Yeah. Three but, scouts and three tactical marines. Three tactical marines, although like. Blood Angels, I think, make an, a really good Primaris Marine uh, army. I think Blood Angels Intercessors are amazing. And then Dark Angels do really well with um, uh, Hellblasters and uh, Interceptors, too, because they can yes. all take advantage of the plasma. Yep. So anyway, guys, if you have any more questions, fire them our way. Um, 
sorry we rambled on a little bit there, but it's difficult to try and talk about a whole codex in a 20-minute segment. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really do it. Yeah. People should be happy that you're getting a codex. Boom. It's better Arcane than the slap bills. in the teeth. Yeah. It's well, true. Or kicking the... Wasn't the way it something. was with uh, chapter proof. Kicking the tummy. <laughs> Uh, axis of entropy, whether you take five or ten scouts depends on the detachment that you're trying to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going for a battalion or brigade, three units five, um, or perhaps six. And if you're going for an allied detachment, <clears throat> then you could take a single unit of ten, like that's what Jason does in his... You, you take two units of nine. Um, I actually have switched it up recently to three units of five again. Back? Yeah, to try to get the extra um, points. Yeah, for, yeah, the, for the battalion. Yep. So it's typically you're going to go min-maxed. Like the only time you take full-size units with uh, Space Marines, generally speaking, is when you're trying to leverage a psychic power or stratagem or warlord trait or something. When you want to get maximum um, return on investment from a buff. Otherwise, it's almost always better to go smaller units. Now, that said, Dark Angels never lose more than one model from a morale check. So the threat, the risk of taking bigger units isn't there and with scouts if you took a full unit of 10 scouts the the really big benefit is in the infiltrate battle right when if your opponent has infiltrators you have infiltrators you're trying to win the role to go first to block them off a unit of 10 scouts will like shut them down mm-hmm. it's really good for that so it just it really just depends on what you're trying to do just pros and cons um like if you're finding yourself facing off against somebody who has a bunch of nerglings and you have one unit of 10 scouts you'll screw them over they won't have anywhere to go or maybe just like one little section of the table. So mm-hmm. it just depends. Depends on what you want them to do. Uh, Geekmaster K, your response to my question earlier was a good one. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can't violate our NDAs, even if you ask nicely. Uh, what do you think about running a Shadow Sword in a given Space Marine variant army? Um, yeah, I mean, you could slap a... Put a Shadow Sword anyway. Slap a sword. The thing is, you yeah, want to be yeah. able to get the um, Vengeance for Cadia... Stratagem, which I think if you take the tank and the... They don't get the Regimental Doctors. I can't remember if that would qualify to give you the Stratagem or not. Because um, a single a single Shadow Sword doesn't get Regimental Doctors. But if it, it unlocks the Stratagem, so... I don't... Does it? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't... Because you'd be a National Military Attachment. Yeah, so maybe you would be able to get... Mortarian unlocks all of the Stratagems. For but he has Death the Death Guard um, faction. Yeah, but it just—I uh, think it just has to be a national military detachment in order to unlock strategy. Hell direct. Uh, something about the FAQ or is this? Um, you scroll up. I'm sorry. What? I can't use your stupid rollerball. You're not a hacker. That's true. Uh, uh, what do you think about running? Oh, uh, is it down more? Should we expect big changes in the chapter-approved FAQ, or is this it yeah, until LVO? Uh, GW is a, a, a set on their Twitch stream that every book is going to have an FAQ within two weeks. Um, just expect it. It's to clarify things. Uh, whether or not it'll have big changes, let's wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Army 310, hey, can you ask GW to give us a full custodies list, including the Forge World meetings? You know what? I will ask. Sure. We can ask. Anyway, you can ask for anything. Really. Like, GW, please. But the thing is, like, they already showed you an HQ, right? Yeah, it's for coming out. Custodies. So, I mean, that seems to indicate your wish may be already coming true. That's a good yeah. one. Here. Uh, Spicy Cheetos or regular Cheetos? Spicy, dude. Spicy. Yeah, spicy That's not even Cheetos. a question. Why do they even make regular Cheetos? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but last question. Yarb and There you go. Nice. That was pretty good. I think I said it correctly. Oh, uh, I lost what do you it. guys think about should what? be done about Smite? That's a good question. I think that we should all just be patient. 
on that one. Deal with it and shame the people that abuse yeah. it. Just that's it. my that's my uh, my use answer. it and abuse it. Use it, abuse it. Use it or lose it. And when it. you lose it, really lose it and get banned from your game store. Bam. There Table you go. Flip. Banned. Mm -hmm. uh, no, just be patient on Smite, guys. I, I I would be willing to bet GW has heard our cries and prayers. And that they may or may not be doing something about it sooner or later. I hope so. It's not fun. It's just, it's not. <laughs> no, nobody likes it. Even and I, people that use it. I play like Grey Knights, so I, I do technically spam Smite, but it's, it's what one it really should be smite. one damage. That one's not that bad. All right, we got a couple more questions we'll answer. Yeah. Uh, Geekmaster K, which codex do you think is stronger overall? Blood Angels or Dark Angels? Frankie. Uh, I'm going to say Dark Angels. Hmm. I know, it's really Ooh. tough. Blood Angels is like. Hits so freaking hard, but I feel like Dark Angels has a good combination of offense and defense. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Dark Angels. I think is actually the better. I better agree with you. The better codex. What about you, buddy? I'll say Blood Angels. Just to be contrary. Just to be contrary. Just to be yeah. different. No, I think I actually think Blood Angels are a bit stronger. Only um, in that their their codex seems to be a little bit more focused yeah. on what their primary goal is going to be. With Dark uh, Angels, you do have to be more. You, you do have to build a more traditional list. I feel. Yeah, because I, I feel like the Blood Angels have more offense, but I feel like mm -hmm. the, the Dark Angels is offense is not that far behind, but they mm -hmm. have significantly better yeah. defense. And Blood Angels also suits my my normal list building style that oh, I like, which is aggressive, yeah. small lists. That's what I like to build. So, uh, Phelps. Okay, yeah, this is a good question. Um, I. If you have Steel Behemoth, can you still shoot Overwatch if locked in combat? Like, I think Raw would indicate you have a pretty strong argument that yes, but I, I think rules is intended as like 99.9% .9 no, that you cannot continue to shoot Overwatch. Um, I know a lot of people just because the way Steel Behemoth is worded, it creates some ambiguity. Um, I would not play it that way. Um, and if I, if, if I was TOing a tournament, I would not rule it that way either. Um, that, you, that you can shoot Overwatch every time you charge, even if you're already engaged in combat. Um, it is ambiguous the way it's worded, but I, I'm almost certain that it's not intended to work that way. That's that's a little bit much when your Shadow Sword overwatches everybody. Uh, okay, that's it. Everyone else is talking to themselves in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you have any further questions, make sure to jump over to the blog post on FrontlineGaming.org associated with the podcast. Oh, before we go, whoops, we have a commission. We do. That's a beautiful one. Yeah, let's blew it. Yeah, and Mariana was like, oh my gosh, she's getting all ready for it. She's always like waving arms around and walking in circles and stuff in the background. All right, so this is a uh, beautifully painted, I always say beautifully painted, but they always are, uh, Ultramarines commission done by one of our artists. Uh, it's Tabletop Plus, uh, level three basing. This is seriously a gorgeous. It, it is, it is. Well, this is a, um, a job that is done for a guy um, actually in Taiwan, so oh, yes. um, international customer of ours, uh, who just keeps coming back to get more and more uh, stuff done for his Ultramarines army. If you take a look at it, uh, either in the show notes or I'm not sure if they're on the screen right now, but um, go to our website, take a, take a look. You can see why he keeps coming back. Uh, oh, he gorgeous. keeps getting the same artist. Oscar's doing a great job. Um, just the detail. I mean, oh man. Well, the OSO on Gim and Sword is ridiculous. Right. I didn't. You know, the funny thing is when when he first sent those photos in for approval, uh, he you know he sends all, angles of all these different. Model, you know, we sent it to the client and say, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, yeah. I actually didn't even look at that one. I just kind of like sent him all the photos until you put it up here. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, the OSL heat source, the lighting yeah. from that sword looks amazing. Gorgeous. It's ridiculous. This artist, this artist in particular is actually a classically trained uh, artist. Yeah. You know, that's his job. Like, he's an actual, he does art. 
Mr. He's been John. with us almost since the very beginning. Since I've started, which has been almost four years he's, now. He's been so, with us for over four years, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in getting a, a tabletop commission done, a painting commission done, we have uh, several levels. We're going to be unveiling a new paint standard soon. I, I feel comfortable talking about it. It's going to be we called about the, the tournament standard, uh, which is going to be um, a lower level than our uh, tabletop standard right now because that's still a very high level you know, all things considering when you're thinking about uh, miniature painting. So yep. we're going to be offering uh, a tournament standard, which will be um, what it sounds like. It's going to be three colors of your choice. Um, you know, it's not going to include any highlighting, no crazy detail work, but it's going to be priced uh, appropriately for that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, I think going to be very popular for people. The yep. turnaround time is going to be very quick on those projects. So we're really excited about it. Um, if you uh, subscribe to our newsletter, we'll be, um, I'm sure that'll be coming out in the next week or so. And it also is a good way to just get an army perhaps built, mm -hmm. primed, base coated, and then you could go in and finish it. Right, and you can get the models. a lot more fun. <laughs> you can get the models from us yeah. at a discount. Yep. Um, get them built, put to a tra tabletop standard, and we're talking a real quick turnaround, so. Excellent. Cool. All, All right, right everybody, thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a great week. We will talk to you next week.